everybody. Welcome back once again to the Be a Builder podcast presented by Epicenter Church. My name is Ian. I am the family life pastor here at Epicenter Church, and I'm joined once again by Pastor Mark Knight, our lead pastor. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be with you today. And Pastor Johnny Williams, our military life pastor. Yo, what's happening, everybody? What's Good happening, day. Johnny? Yeah. yeah. Hey, happening? so big weekend this past weekend for you, man. Big, man. It was a big <laughs> week. It was a big week. Yeah, Graduation awesome. day for Pastor Johnny with his uh, Master's in Divinity. And um, before we dive into this thing today, guys, we do want to just kind of do some housekeeping, clear, clarify. Uh, we have missed a couple of weeks of this podcast for a variety of reasons, but we are back, and we don't have any intention of missing again until uh, maybe Christmas or whatever, but church life is always a little bit uh, unpredictable, and so we're going to do our best to make sure we're we're in your podcast feeds every Tuesday moving forward, um, but with that being said, the last Couple, a couple, a few podcasts to go, but we are still in the middle of this series, Pastor Mark, Pastor Johnny, of diving into, dissecting, if you will, the mission statement here at Epicenter Church: worshiping God, loving people, doing life, and then that invisible or silent word together. Right. So we've done three episodes already on this topic. We covered together and the importance of community. We covered. Uh, worshiping God and how vital that is to our day-to-day lives. We've just we've covered loving people, what that means, what that looks like in a modern context, and that leaves us with this topic or this idea of doing life. And so, Pastor Mark says you are the one who kind of established this mission statement um, so many years ago. We'll throw to you and just kind of get your thoughts on. Why was it important for this phrase to be included in that mission statement? And how does it apply to somebody, whether they're part of Epicenter Church or not, to someone's daily life as a Christ follower? Johnny, don't you just love Ian's enunciation when he starts this thing off? He says, hello, I am. <laughs> he enunciates every word with perfection, man. That's good. Ian. He's the MC. He's the MC. The big MC. Way to go, Ian. Listen, thanks, Ian, for the question. The question um, is probably a, uh, a question that, that throws me back um, several years ago when we came up with the um, Worshiping God, Lo- Loving People, Doing Life um, mission statement, vision statement, if you will. It's a condensed version now where we, we're just worship, love, and life. Um but, and certainly we've talked about worship and we've talked about, you know, loving God, those things are paramount in our existence, but also doing life. Um, when I was thinking about something that would capture the essence of what I felt and still feel today is the um, theological doctrinal basis of the gospel it was, I could really break it down into three elements. It was worship, it was love, it was life. Um, and uh, when you look at the Gospels, you you see this element of, of worshiping God, first and foremost. Um, you see this, this element of, you know, loving on people. Um, Jesus, you know, uh, loved the world so much that he gave his, you know, gave his life for that, that um, love. And then you see this life element um, where, um, 
you know, uh, Jesus said, I didn't come to, to be served, but to serve and to offer up my life as a ransom for many. And so his life was an exchange, if you will, um, without going into a theological dissertation here for our lives. Um, and you see this element uh, within side of the disciples where um, Jesus built relationship with the disciples long before the disciples fully understood what faith meant. I mean, if you follow their, their lives, I'm not even really sure that they understood what their faith meant until they actually had to use their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking about these these thoughts or, or, or flooding my mind. Um, the, the father who brought the son who was um, demon-possessed and, you know, the... The Jesus had already given uh, the disciples the ability to cast out demons and to heal the sick, and then they could not. And so the the father says they could not, and then he's like, "These come out by prayer and and fasting." And um, and if you really understand, it's almost like they're giving they're given these opportunities to um, exemplify their faith, but Mm -hmm. we really don't see their faith being exemplified until after the resurrection. So you have to think that the three and a half years was as much about doing life together with Jesus and the disciples as it was anything else, because were it not for that relationship, um, you know, I'm not sure where their faith would have been. So, so when you just look at the gospels and doing life with each other is important. Um, in, in fact, uh, you know, you look at Acts chapter two after, um, you know, the early church, here's Jesus has already ascended, uh, back to heaven. And, and so the church is trying to get off the ground, if you will. They're trying to prop up the church. And this is a passage of scripture that we've, that we've referenced inside of this series. Yeah. But it's, uh, Acts chapter two, verses 42 and following. It says, they, they meaning the church devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread. I mean, there's this sense of koinonia, you know, this togetherness, um, which is beautiful. Uh, everyone was filled with awe and at the many wonders and signs, all the believers, listen to all this. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. Man, I'm not sure that we shouldn't do a series just on these five or six verses as I keep reading this. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. There's this overwhelming sense of togetherness that I saw in in the Gospels and in the early church that I felt like needed to be a part of our church. Yeah. Um, so you see that. And then, you know, uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me about faith, when you look at the gospels and when you think about your own faith, faith can be tough at times, man. Mm, yeah. I mean, it can be. I mean, there are things that, um, the enemy tries your faith. There are things that happen in life that make you question your faith. There are journeys where your faith is high. There, there are times in your journey where your faith is, is, is low, um, and, and so my thought was, your faith is not always comfortable, but your faith should never be alone Yes, in its progress. Hmm. Um, because the moment that you feel like you're on an island, your faith is, is um, 
is is going to be tough for you because Jesus didn't set this thing up for us to have faith in him and that's it. Jesus set this thing up for us to be impacted by him. Therefore, we have faith so that we can pour out what he's poured into us on others. So it, it was this growth aspect all along. Um, and, and it was never, you know, if you think about it, if it's only about having faith in Jesus and having a right heart with Jesus, then it seems like to me that the easiest thing, the easiest way for Jesus to accomplish that is for us to give our hearts to him. And then immediately we go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But that's not what what this thing's about. And this thing's about relationship. And all the way back to, um, you know, Johnny, a few minutes ago, as we were just kind of talking about this, all the way back to Genesis. I mean, it was a it was a time where God walked with Adam in the cool of the garden. Mm-hmm. It's a relational thing, man. It's 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 doing life together. And and let's just be honest. The hardest part about our faith is life. Yeah. So if the hardest part of about our faith is life and the interpretation of life and our perspective in life and us doing life, then shouldn't we be, shouldn't we in our faith be helping others do life? Mm-hmm. And so it's worshiping God, loving people, doing life and that doing life together was something that's very, very important to me. And then again, you know, I could keep going and talking about this. And Jesus said, I've come so that you may have life and have that life more abundantly. And the abundance of life happens when when there is a um, when when passion is is fueled, the fire is 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 stoked when there is a sense of togetherness with other believers, man. Mm-hmm. Because when you feel like you're going through something alone, oh, that's that's right. a bad place, yeah, right. bad right. place. Right. So I I think that answers some of your questions, uh, or or. I've answered your one question in several ways, I should <laughs> yeah. say. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of ways that I could answer that. Well, and I think that's good. I think, like you said, you hit several different angles. And before I kind of give a couple of thoughts that I've had just listening to you, Pastor Johnny, um, I wanted to get your unique perspective because, again, we've we've kind of referenced this throughout this kind of mini-series on the podcast that um, I had the, the blessing or the privilege – whatever you want to call it, of being around as far back as when this mission statement was officially rolled out. Um, Not necessarily part of the team that developed it, but being part of the church even at that time. So for you as somebody who kind of walked into the church uh, when we were doing our best to live out this mission statement, what does life or doing life mean to you in the context of this mission statement uh, worshiping God, loving people, doing life. Yeah, doing life, right? If I look at like what the, that statement, doing life and with the invisible word together, what does that look like? Pastor Mark was saying it uh, about if I look at it as in like the whole totality, is doing life is doing life when it's good, when it's bad, and in, and in between. Mm-hmm. Doing life is really looking at the like looking at God's example of what doing life is, right? Pastor Mark alluded to it in, in just his statement right now. Yeah. About in the beginning, right? They walk together, right? This is the picture of perfect life. Mm-hmm. God's picture of perfect life for man, for creation, yeah. is that we would do it together. Yeah. He in fact said it is not good that man is alone. Mm-hmm. He says he um yeah, he said 
It is not good in, in Genesis chapter two. The Lord said, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. It was God that said it, mm-hmm. right? So doing life is not doing it alone, as you said, no. as, as we look at, right? It is not, that was God's plan. Mm-hmm. So this church in this community is we do life together in, in the building. But one of the things that we, one of the missions that really drew my family to this church epicenter is that we did life with our community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Doing life was not meant to be just internal, but doing life was external to those around us, yeah. right? Yeah. As Christ followers, right? So um, we see God, in fact, that we see God with Adam and he said, we're going to do life together, but we're going to do it with even creation because we're going to name the animals mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. doing life was like in yes. this all encompassing thing. That passage in Acts chapter two is an all encompassing thing. They fellowship. They was chilling. We sit back. We hear Jesus all the time. Sit back and kicking it. Right. Yeah. But who was he kicking it with? Sinners. Yes. Right. Broken people. Rejected people. He was not just only kicking it with his disciples who was teaching and mentoring and investing and preparing them for the work he had to come, but he was doing it with those in the community. That's right. Right? Right. We look at, uh, it's Acts chapter, I was sharing it with Pastor Mark, Acts chapter, I think I got it marked in my Bible. I thought like, this is like Acts chapter 13. What is, what is doing life together look like within the church? Right. We get the vision or we can operate in the vision of epicenter of doing life when we start doing the spiritual life together. Right. They were breaking bread. They were fellowshipping. It says when Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene. And man, I can't. I'm probably saying it wrong. Manian, who bought up, um, who was bought up with Harad the Tetrarch and Saul, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, "Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul." They got the vision. Mm-hmm. They got God's vision. Doing what? They were doing spiritual life together. Yeah. yeah. Right. Doing life. That's. One of the things I even feel like we try to incorporate now going forward in the church, whether we have the prayers or we have life groups, we have our connect groups and e groups, excuse me, those are doing life, right? And then you look at in Galatians chapter six, when you have the brother who's sin, or in first Corinthians to second Corinthians, where the man who was restored, right? He was, man, he was, he slept with his father's wife right and there was some punishment and things that went along with that but guess what they did life together and they say paul says hey man we need to bring this back this brother back into the fellowship right they were with him all the time he in galatians chapter 6 it says um carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of christ Doing life together is not just, you know, touchdowns. It's uh, what Lecrae say. If you ain't with me when it's fourth down, you can't be with me when it's touchdown. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? That's all a life together. Yeah. The person, what is it? A brother is born in adversity. Right. When we do life together, all of it together. And so I've seen that. And so I 
feel like doing life together is uh, the internal within the church, the external within the community, in the spiritual with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All three phases yeah. of it, right? So, and as I looked through, like, and I just kind of went through the New Testament, Old Testament to New Testament, I think we can look at God lays out the biblical thread in the perfect example, and I'll stop after this, is Jesus. Like, doing life. How did he do life? Right. He literally slept and walked and lived with his disciples. Yeah. They did, he watched, he taught them how to do spiritual life. He taught them how to do external life. He taught them how to, who to love. He, I mean, he did everything in life together with them, right? And so it was a unified fellowship. Now, it's a different context than, you know, over 2,000 years ago. And life is different and the world is different. But the example is still set, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what, that's just my perspective and why Epicenter that statement doing life and we do it together it was just so powerful for me yeah. and uh has awesome. really guided me yeah on how i do stuff that's good man i i think um i think johnny you know as you're sitting there talking about the, the just doing life together and the dis- different aspects of our faith and how our faith impacts life together i just looked up the definition of lifestyle and the definition is the way in which a person or group lives. So there should be a lifestyle to Christianity that causes a group to live in such a way that the lifestyle not only complements who Jesus is, but complements each other in the process of life. You know, worship has a, it should be a lifestyle. Worship is not a segment of time mm-hmm. in, in a service on Sunday morning. Worship is not something that that um, you, you know that we do. Worship is who we are, and if worship is who we are, and worship is a lifestyle, then our faith should be a lifestyle. If our faith is a lifestyle, that means we help others in their life mm-hmm. create the lifestyle. And so, it, it's impossible in my mind, you know. The, the, the first and foremost thing that we've got to understand about worshiping God, loving people, doing life is, is God has to be first in all of that. But if God is first in all of that, there's absolutely no way you can neglect the doing life together mm-hmm. because he didn't. The whole thing from cover to cover is about seeing others come to a saving knowledge of who God is. Mm-hmm. And that is what happens in the life aspect part of it. You know, if, um, and I, I always ask this question because I forget who it is. I can't remember if it's Smith Wigglesworth or who, who it is, but they ask, um, or Charles Spurgeon, someone, if, if you're going to um, try to lead someone to Christ and you've got 24 hours to do it because you know they're going to die, or you know something's going to happen in the end of 24 hours, what are you going to do? And, and he answered by saying, the first 23 hours, I'm going to build a relationship with them. Before I tell them about Jesus, mm-hmm. because most of the time people come to know who Jesus is by the relationships that we build with them. And therefore, that is why for us in our church, it's not a believe and you belong mentality here. It's a belong. And then hopefully you'll ultimately believe, mm-hmm. you know, which is the way it was for Jesus. It was belong. It was belong. It was belong. That's that's the togetherness doing life together aspect that we can't neglect. 
in our, in right. our faith journey. Well, and so what you guys have both shared is really the way that I personally would finish this mission statement for myself for many years was, you know, worshiping God, loving people, and doing life in a way that points other people back to mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so allowing the way that we worship, the way that we love to to have an impact on the people around us to the extent that it does point yeah. them back to, to Jesus. And now, yeah. in the last couple of years, I can even add on to that, that I've been learning, or God's been showing me through a variety of ways that everything is formative, right? And we we are created to worship, and so we will worship something. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're worshiping isn't always what we what we say we love the most, but what our hearts and minds mm-hmm. and goals mm-hmm. are oriented towards. The, the way we live proves what we love, not the other way that's around. That's exactly right. And so to me, that's where, you know, like you said, doing worshiping God and loving people should and do come ahead of doing life. Mm-hmm. But doing life is really kind of circular because if you're not doing life in a way that puts God first mm-hmm. and is intentional about making a positive impact on the lives of others, you're going to end up chasing after something else, whether it's a job mm-hmm. or a salary or uh, a, a, a home or a goal or a status or whatever else. And then that's going to, unintentionally as it may be, that's going to become what you worship and what you love. And then that's going to change the way that you do life entirely. Um, so yeah, to me, like what you guys are saying is, is it man, like doing life together, but doing life in a way where we're always aware of how the way that we're living, the way that we're, the things that we're saying, the way that we're treating and interacting with others, how is it reflecting God's love back out into the world and how is it showing to us and to those around us what we truly worship or who we truly worship um because the way we live like i said is the ultimate indicator Mm -hmm. of what we're worshiping Mm -hmm. and of what we love what and who we love the most so that was my thoughts before we close down does anybody have anything else that they want to say to kind of tie a bow around not just today's episode of doing life but the all the entire series of this epicenter mission statement well i i think what i would say um as we start to wind down this particular series on on this podcast is um what better way to um, help others do life in their faith than to um, share this podcast, man. <laughs> I think go. we should be sharing this podcast, especially yeah. today. Um, you know, this past week, I'll, I'll leave his name um, unmentioned, Cullen. Um, no, not Cullen. I know a Cullen, too. Colin. Um, I'm thinking about two different people, and I had a conversation with both. And um, But Colin um, had a conversation with me um, very similar to Cullen, who had a conversation with me, my mind is going to both these conversations and I'm probably mixing them. Um, but the gist of really both conversations was um, for Colin, he is uh, about to embark upon the journey of um, some graduate work, some mm-hmm. international graduate work. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him, was he moving? And he said, um, he said, no, man, I'm not going to move. He said, I'm going to be in and out. I've made a decision to stay here. And he said, I'm staying here because I've, I've become so grounded and rooted in, in Epicenter Church that it's, I'm building relationships and I'm getting so comfortable in my faith and my faith is growing. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, 
that is the, the definition of doing life mm-hmm. together. Right. Um, Cullen, who is a significantly older, um, was talking to me about, um, he doesn't go to this church, but was talking to me about his faith and how his faith, um, he fell away from his faith for a long, long time. But what caused him to go back to his faith was friendships that he had built while he had faith. Mm. And so he was without Christ for about 10 years in his life, and he's probably a... Um, um, in case he's listening to this, I, I'd hate to give his age, but he's he's um, older, an older gentleman. And um, he said for 10 or plus years, he walked away from his faith. But what ultimately brought him back to his faith is that the people that he was doing life with never gave up on him. Mm-hmm. And so there's two stories that um, I think that really exemplify why, um, you know, worshiping God, loving people, doing life is so uh, so significantly important. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I would. I just say this that uh, Pastor Bark really hit it as how you know when we in, engage in all three aspects: worshiping God, loving people, and doing life. We we become fully engaged in drawing peace, people to Jesus, mm. and I can say that because the person. Who helped, who helped me come back to Jesus, as we talked about before in one of these podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, podcast, uh, came up to me and said, brother, we love you and we miss you. Right. And he was aiming to help me get to Jesus so God could restore me. Yeah. Wow. And so if anyone is listening and you're like, man, I left church. I haven't been to church in a year or whatever. Ten years. Ten years, right? Yeah. I just want you to know that those people that that you remember who who you were in fellowship with and that those people who are praying for you, they still probably pray for you. They still think of you. And I just want you to know that the Lord loves you. Yep. And his people, his community, and most of all him. He misses you. Hmm. So my hope is that you would come back because you got a whole bunch of brothers and sisters hmm. who are ready to love you. They're going to get on your nerves. They're going to upset you. <laughs> but we're going to do this together so there we can is. glorify God. That's it. That's it. Amen. Hey, and like Pastor Mark said, we would love for you to share this podcast with somebody who needs to hear it. Um you know, or someone who just you think would enjoy it or benefit from it. Also, wherever you're listening, give us a rate, a review, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then we want to hear from you. If you've got any comments, questions, feedback, want some clarification, just have an idea for something we should cover on a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beabuilder at yourepicenter.com. And with that being said, we're out of here for today. We'll be back with a brand new episode. Episode is the word I'm trying to say <laughs> next week. That's right. All right. Good to be here, man. Go in peace and love. So time. <laughs> Look, I thought he was going to forget. I, I thought he was going to forget. No, man. No.